Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You are listening to Believe in the Blacklist on the Believe Podcast Network. Welcome in to Believe in the Blacklist. This is our theories episode. So if you are new to the show, The Blacklist, you might want to turn this off because there will be some spoilers and you can tune in to one of our other episodes that is not going to have as many spoilers. So first, I just want to thank everybody who has followed us on Twitter or interacted with us on Twitter there at Believe Blacklist. That has been fantastic. I've enjoyed all the conversations, and it's just been a lot of fun to get to know some of the other Blacklist fans. All right, like I mentioned, this is going to be our theories episode. Not sure how long we're going to go. Just kind of depends on how long I ramble. Uh, A lot of great content has come from Twitter. I've got a chance to read some threads from people. Uh, and it's just been a lot of fun to read those different theories, and and I'm I'm kind of open to all theories. Um, I haven't really subscribed to any th- theory, you know, personally, because I believe that the show has kind of left breadcrumbs on many different theories. So we're just going to talk a little bit about the main ones that are still out there, and you know, I'll dive into some of the comments that have been left on Twitter and some of the questions there as well. The first one we're going to talk about is Lizington. That seems to be a real popular one right now with some of the followers that I have on Twitter. So I want to touch on that one real quick. Um, Obviously, the Lizington theory is that that Red and Liz, you know, will eventually have this uh, relationship, you know, a lover type relationship. So I I don't think that theory has been debunked in any way. Uh, I don't necessarily subscribe to that theory simply because uh, I believe that they have had other, you know, breadcrumbs to lead to a different type of relationship. Um, It is interesting uh, because there are a lot of faithful fans and followers of the show that have had this Lizington idea, you know, or theory, you know, really since the beginning of the show. And, And I can see where it comes from, the way he first looks at Liz when she's walking down the steps in the pilot episodes to make that first meeting. So, it's uh he definitely has some type of affection for her whether that is you know in a relationship type way uh you know as lovers or you know a familiar familial type relationship you know as a as a parent to elizabeth so it is a it's an interesting concept to think about uh and, and if you want to know more about that theory uh, there, there's a lot of great follows that you can get on Twitter and Reddit and, and look at all those theories. And uh, it's really interesting. Um, I, I, I guess the biggest reason that I can't really buy into that theory, and all Lizington folks, please do not turn off the podcast or unsubscribe or not listen to us anymore simply because we don't share the same theory. I'm willing to give everybody, uh, you know, a, 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 an open you know, the open floor to, to, to test their theories and to speak what they believe to be the truth about this show and the truth, you know, behind the mythology of the show, which is 
makes up so much of the show. Even though the show is in its eighth season, it's still so heavily mythology, you know, based on mythology. So I'm I'm open to all theories. So uh, I'm not trying to shut Lisington down. Just my personal opinion. I don't think that's it. I could be wrong. <laughs> Who knows? Well, I don't think we'll know till the end of the show. But as of right now, that is not something I subscribe to. Uh, and and like I said, please don't please don't tune me out or turn me off. Uh, it's just my lowly opinion. I don't have any inside secrets on on the mythology of the show. It's all opinion based, and uh, I'm 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 open for everybody to have their own opinion and speak their own opinion without being you know frowned at or you know talked down to. I think Twitter does that a lot, and. I think we should all be open to different dialogues and, and different theories regarding this show. And there's a lot, like I said, there's a lot of great accounts that are dedicated to Lisington. So make sure you check those out on Twitter and Reddit and, and all that fun stuff. So make, make sure you do that because I do think it's interesting to read up on all the other theories. And of course, another theory is the uh, Red Arena theory where Red has had the sex change to become Katarina, which is Elizabeth's mother, uh, I would say that's one of the theories that is that has been mostly debunked. Simply because we were introduced to a character at the end of season six that that Reddington called Katarina, and then all of season seven, you know, she was pretty much referred to as Katarina, and then you know, here at the start of season eight, she was killed by Reddington, and we we are led to believe that she is Katarina Rostova. I'm not 100% sold that she was Katarina Rostova, but for right now, the writers of the show and the directors of the show have laid it out that that she was, in fact, Katarina. So, you know, we kind of have to take that and and, and go with it. So I I would say that the Katarina or the Red Arena theory, for the most part, has been debunked, but I do think there's still a slight possibility that that could be you know the the basis of the show and and why Reddington is so you know obsessed with Elizabeth and why he cares so much about her uh and and, and you know that's probably one of the theories that that I hope is not true the most I just feel like it would be kind of in bad taste um simply because of the whole transgender thing that's that's kind of been going on in our our country as of late, so I, I just don't think that would be something that the writers would be willing to kind of go out go out on a limb on and do with this this show. So that's just one of those. That's just kind of a side note there. Uh, I don't see the writers doing that, and and I believe, like I said, they've they've left enough as evidence and breadcrumbs that that that's probably not the case. Uh, and, and you know, but that is a theory that that is still, I guess you could say, uh, slightly possible. Uh, but I, out of all the theories that we're talking about here, I would say it's the least likely to be true. And of course, another big theory is that that Red is Elizabeth's father, and I I, I don't think that's the case. I believe the the writers and the creators of the show, John Bokenkamp, and other interviews have have plainly stated. That this Raymond Reddington that we see that Jane Spader plays is not the real Raymond Reddington. The real Raymond Reddington was killed, and his bones were unearthed by Kaplan there in season four. So the the real Reddington, Elizabeth's father, is dead. And so I, I do not believe that the version that Jane Spader plays of Raymond Reddington is Elizabeth 
that. I just don't, I don't buy that. But I guess in the world of the blacklist, in the world of a television show, I guess it could still be a little possible, but it's not that possible in my opinion. Uh, I, I think that, I think just, just my opinion, and this is just my theory. It's not really a deep theory because it's so hard to get a, get a read on this show because it seems like, you know, if the writer gives you, the writers give you one answer to a question, you know, it leads to four or five different questions. So it's, it's hard to really get a gauge on the mythology of the show. Just my opinion, my personal theory is that our version of Raymond Reddington feels responsible for the night of the fire that led to the real Raymond Reddington's death and he feels the responsibility and the obligation to watch after protect Elizabeth he's not her father he's not her mother he just feels some type of obligation to make sure that she is safe and okay and through the course of the series uh, you, you see him kind of hint around to this obligation towards Elizabeth. Um, I'm not sure why he feels responsible. Maybe he's the reason the fire was started in the first place. Uh, not really sure. We won't find that out till you know, like I mentioned earlier, when the show is, is over and we get the, the big reveal at the end. And, and, and creator of the show, John Bokenkamp, has said that, you know, the the... the nucleus of the show happens the night of the fire so we're probably not going to find those answers out until the very end so you know we still have the rest of season eight they've been renewed for season nine so we're still a good ways away from being able to find out the truth behind all these theories this show has been so well written for the most part uh the, the acting is superb james spader portraying Raymond Reddington is, is one of the great TV characters of all time. In my opinion, I believe he is the greatest TV character of all time. Uh, just get to, Maybe I'm just being a fanboy when I say that, but, uh, but James Spader, the way he plays the role of Raymond Reddington, is the most believable character to me in TV. So just a phenomenal job ca casting James Spader to play that role. And you know, Harry Lennox does a great job as Cooper. Uh, Amir Arison does a great job as Aram Mushtabai. Of course, Diego is is so good as that, you know, that Boy Scout type guy as Donald Wrestler. You know, when the series starts out, but you see all these characters develop throughout this show, and it's it's just been such a great journey to watch these guys from the pilot episode all the way here to season eight. I believe we're like 164 episodes in right now, so just. Just an incredible run here by the show writers and the show creators. Uh, just a lot of fun to keep up with. And, and and real quick, like I said, I didn't know how long this episode would be. It's kind of hard to talk a lot about theories and stuff like that when you're when you're riding solo on these. So I do I did you know put out a, a thing on Twitter today, a couple different things. First of all, like I said, this is a spoiler. So I asked, I said. Will Anne survive this week? Of course, Anne is is the is the beautiful, sweet lady that Red has been seeing several times over the last couple I don't know, a couple months or so. Uh, they have a deep affection for one another, 
and it seems like she is now in a stressful situation towards the end of the last episode leading into this week's episode. And I simply asked, will Anne survive this week? I said retweet for yes or like for no. And right now there is 10 retweets and 10 likes. So it's a split decision right now on whether Anne will survive this week or not. Uh, I'm going to say she survi- She survives. I'm, I'm just going out on a limb and saying she does survive. That Elizabeth and Reddington have some sort of mutual agreement for maybe the greater good. I'm not saying they're going to be on the same side, but I'm saying that there may be some kind of uh, mutual agreement, you know, maybe for something in the near future to work through together that Liz maybe needs the task force or or something along those lines. And, you know, they will just be in good graces with, with one another or maybe just tolerate one another, you know, for the short time being. And, you know, Anne will survive this, uh, this kind of scary moment here that happened toward the end, end of this last episode. And then also I, I, I said, if anybody had any questions for this podcast that they wanted answered, to, you know, to, to leave them in our comments. And uh, th- this is a great, great, great question. It says, is Liz on this revenge rampage out of her own free will, or is it a combination of factors such as warrior genes, narcissistic, violent, reckless tendencies, loss of loved ones such as Tom, Sam, and Katarina, or possible memory manipulation? What a fantastic question. You know, I don't think I've really thought about why Liz is the way she is right now. But the truth is, Liz is the way she is right now because of all the decisions not only that Red have Red has made by not giving her the full truth and, you know, just kind of dragging her along throughout the entire, you know, run of the show. Like she has really been manipulated if we're just being honest. And and I love Red. But I also see Liz's side of it. Uh, and, and I don't think we can fully condemn Red yet because we don't know the end game. Maybe when we understand the end game, we can understand why Red has not been so forthcoming with Elizabeth. But you also have to, you know, kind of give Liz some slack, man. I mean, she, her whole world has been turned upside down since that pilot episode when Raymond Redden said, I speak only with Elizabeth Keene. So a lot has happened in all that. I do think it's probably, you know, a multitude of things that has caused this revenge rampage from Elizabeth. Another great question. These are from Joanna, by the way, on Twitter, at J-C-P-C-H-I-U. So make sure you give her a follow. And she also says, From the beginning, there are blacklisters that are being used as human weapons. Berlin, Alexander Kirk, and now Townsend. They all think Red destroyed or killed their families. Are they interconnected? And are they, are there's, is there an invisible hand kind of orchestrating this whole vendetta against Red? That is an interesting concept that I honestly have not even thought about. Um, you see these great villains like she mentioned, Berlin and Alexander Kirk and now Townsend. They all have some type of personal vendetta against Red because they have either... He, they think that Red has either killed their family, you know, whether it's a daughter or their entire family. And I, I'm beginning to wonder now, is like, like Joanna mentioned, is this all coming from one singular person or group kind of orchestrating this whole plan to take down Reddington? 
that's an interesting concept. I haven't really thought about that. I'll get, have to get back with you on that question. That is a phenomenal question there from Joanna. So when when I post this link for this podcast on on Twitter, make sure y'all leave y'all's comments there, or just leave the comments there on Apple Podcasts where you subscribe and leave a written review. Make sure you leave those written reviews. It, it, it does it does wonders in the the Apple Podcast algorithm. So. Uh, I would really appreciate, you know, comments and reviews there on Apple Podcast. Joanna, once again, with another great question here. It says, in my opinion, there are always wars needed to be fought in the blacklist, whether it's against blacklisters or among themselves or in their hearts, choosing choosing to satisfy a selfish need, self-preservation, or to protect others and saving innocent lives. Another interesting concept, this show does a great job of of kind of pinning the characters against one another. Right now it's Reddington and Liz that the task force is kind of moving against Red right now and and you know kind of the the whole throughout the entire show we've kind of had this idea that Red has his own personal agenda. And then a couple episodes ago in Rakitin, you, you hear him mention his endgame, how this was his endgame, his 30-year project. So obviously going back to the pilot episode, Ronco Zamani, all this is tied back to Reddington's endgame. What is Reddington's endgame? Of course there's always manipulations between the characters. And it's just interesting to see how this show develops you know, from that pilot episode to now here in season eight, where we're really just now getting Reddington to talk about his end game and this 30 year project. So I'm interesting to, interested to see more and hear more about this 30 year project and this end game that Reddington mentioned to his friend from the East a couple episodes back, which was such a great scene where you start to see Reddington get back to that old Reddington way of, of anger and just uh, bad intentions, and he kind of he kind of made his friend from the east realize who he was and who who he was talking to. So that was just a fantastic scene, once again by Jane Spader. Uh, Joanna, this is the last one, by the way, last one. She, she says, in season eight alone, we saw Red trading himself for Dembe, endangering his thirty year project in partnership with his friend from the east to save Cooper and surrounding himself to the surrendering himself to the police to protect Anne. How do you think Liz would choose if she was placed in the same predicament? Wow, that is that's another great question and kind of a great uh, synopsis of this eighth season. You're starting to see Red maybe not be as selfish uh, as he has been, uh, you know, the first seven seasons of this show. Whether you like it or not, Red is a selfish person. He's kind of admitted it now in this season. Uh, he tells Anne that he had been selfish, that he, you know, he wanted to insert himself into her life, but he did not want to allow her to insert herself into his. That is, that is the definition of being selfish. So you're starting to see Red realize his selfishness. Maybe Liz is not going to see that for a very long time, and maybe she, maybe she learns from Reddington from Reddington's mistakes on being so selfish. Maybe she realizes that, you know, maybe my my revenge against Red isn't as important as the greater good of what we do with the task force and the blacklist. And, and I'm not sure, truthfully, that Liz can ever go back to being an agent. 
but I don't know if any of y'all have seen, you know, you know, kind of the synopsis for, I believe it's episode 815, uh, where Liz and the task force are trying to track down somebody. So is Liz going to be back working with the task force or is she just going to be working in the shadows the way Reddington does? So interesting concept there. Uh, I would say that Liz would probably surrender herself for somebody like Cooper or Aram or Wrestler. Um, that that's probably going to be limited there. I'm not sure her and Park have a strong enough relationship there yet to uh, to for Liz to make that type of decision. All right, guys. Hey, I've rambled for nearly 20 minutes here. Um, like I mentioned, I wasn't sure how long this would last. Going solo on a theories podcast is really tough, so bear with me as I as I do these. I really appreciate, like I mentioned, all the support that that I've received so far on Twitter. It's been a lot of fun. I hope you will subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher. You know, all all the major podcast platforms, we can be found on each of those. And we certainly appreciate everybody interacting with us there. Uh, This has been a lot of fun. Uh, Like I said... In the Apple Podcast Review section, leave your comments. I will answer questions or comments there, as well as, you know, you can at me on Twitter, DM me on Twitter, at Believe Blacklist. So make sure you follow me there, subscribe to the podcast, and here in just a couple days, we're going to release the first episode, you know, looking back at the pilot episode. So looking back at Ronco Zamani, right when Red first turned himself into the FBI and asked to speak with Elizabeth Keene, we're going to start there and work our way all the way through this great, great show. I hope y'all will join me on this incredible ride. This is going to be a lot of fun. I look forward to gaining a bunch of friends and Blacklist fans throughout this journey, and we'll talk again real soon. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.